let's talk to a founder that's got an award-winning app, winning tons of awards on all the app stores for the personalized adaptive soundscapes that it creates. Imagine an always-on soundscape in the future that adapts to what you're doing and what you need to get done. Pretty amazing stuff. Company based in Berlin, Germany, that attended the Techstars Music Program in LA, has built a global investor network, lots of great investors, bringing some of that back, that connectivity back to Berlin. We're going to hear how he did it right now. Hi, everyone. This is David Cohen, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Brad Feld. Hey, Brad. And this is the Give First podcast. And in the startup world, Give First means simply trying to help anyone, especially entrepreneurs, without any expectation of getting anything back. So we'll be talking to mentors and founders about what Give First looks like in action and how it makes great entrepreneurship possible. We polled everyone and they said consistently that their favorite part of the show was the legal mumbo jumbo. So here it is. The following discussion is an expression of personal opinion and does not represent the opinion of Techstars or any company we discuss. Our conversations for informational purposes only, including any mention of securities or funds. This is not legal business investment or tax advice and is not intended for use by any investor. Certain of Techstars funds own or may own in the future securities in some of the companies discussed in this podcast. Got it? Today, I'm super psyched to be joined by Oleg Stabitsky. Oleg is with a company called Indel, which is a Techstars portfolio company. Went through Techstars Music a few years back. Has had lots of success since then. Oleg, thanks for joining the show. Thank you for having me. Let's spend a few minutes just to get people to be familiar with the company, with Thindle and what you're doing at a high level. Sure. You know, when I'm asked what Endel is, I always say this is first and foremost a technology that was built to help you focus, relax, and sleep with the power of sound. The way we do that is we generate a personalized adaptive soundscape that listens to inputs like the time of day, weather, your heart rate, your movement, your age, your sex, your chronotype. So all of this data goes into the algorithm and it creates a soundscape in real time, on the spot, on device, personalized to you. So when some of you are going to be trying Andal, whether for sleep, relaxation, or concentration, keep in mind that everything that you hear is being generated on the spot, personalized to you. It's not pre-recorded. It's amazing. I mean, you talk about the weather changing and the, you know, the mood is changing and it adapts to that. I mean, a lot of people, myself included in the past, have tried focused playlists of music without vocals and things like that. For those people that are familiar with that type of focus, explain the difference. Obviously, it's really personalized and really adaptive. How does that actually help people? Well, I mean, there's two scientific pillars behind that, though, right? Like, Number one is the science of the circadian rhythms. So we all have that internal clock that is built into our body and that regulates these energy fluctuations during the day. You know how you feel kind of alert in the morning, then you feel sleepy around lunchtime, then you feel alert again. All of that is controlled by your circadian rhythms and they are different for each person. So your energy peak might be different from mine. And that, again, as I mentioned, a lot goes into that, like your age, your sex, your chronotype, how much sleep did you get yesterday? All of that goes into kind of calculating your personalized circadian rhythm for today. So what we're doing is we're taking all of that information in and that informs the intensity of the soundscape. And this is where we're kind of going into the second scientific pillar of Endel, which is obviously the neuroscience of how sound influences your cognitive state. So when naturally, you know, there's certain scales, tones, 
specific sounds that help you achieve a certain cognitive state. So we are using that science and we are kind of coupling that science with the science of the circadian rhythms. So basically, at first, we just want to understand where you are in the so-called master circadian graph. And then that informs us on what exactly you should be listening to right now. And it can help you ultimately be more focused or more restful or whatever. So you set the mood, I assume, as a user, you would say, I want to focus or I want to sleep. Or does it also just know that? Not not yet. <laughs> it doesn't know that just yet. Let's put it that way. Right? Like we are working on that. Got it. But yes, the user basically, we don't call them moods. We, we call them, what I call them, fundamental cognitive states. Right. Mm-hmm. So the user says, hey, I want to focus right now, or I want to relax right now, or I want to meditate, I want to do yoga, I want to read, I want to sleep, I want to take a power nap, and Kendall does the rest. One of the things I found fascinating about the way you've described this and other things I've read or, or listened to or read, saw on your, on your site is that it's sort of the vision is that it's always on. And so, for example, I'm a tennis player, right? Is the vision that in the future that I'm always listening to something and when I'm out on the tennis court, you'd have music that's appropriate for that and you'd know that's where I am and that's what I'm doing. And when you say always on, tell me more about that vision because that's really interesting. Yes, always on for sure, but not music, sound. We, we never call it music, right? Like it's right. not music in the sense that it's not designed to be consciously listened to. It's ever-present sound that follows you everywhere during the day across all of these channels and platforms Endel is available on. And it just proactively shifts between different modes depending on what you're doing right now. The end game for me in terms of how the product looks is just this one play button. You press play, you just go about your day. You and live then your life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You just go about your day. You, you live your life, right? Like, and then it goes like, oh, you didn't have enough sleep yesterday. And you know, that means that you're a bit tired right now. But also, you know, you, you're going to have a bunch of meetings. And then you, you, you're getting in a car. You're driving to work. Or maybe you're doing a workout. So all of this handle is just proactively always switching, shifting between all of the states. Also, obviously, changing the intensity of the soundscape, depending on what's happening. And also, you know, sometimes you, you will be barely able to hear that. Like it will be playing at a very, very low volume. And sometimes it's like front and center and it shields you from the rest of the world. And it maybe it will be even proactively be switching on the noise cancellation in your headphones. Super awesome. So what's it like to have been named, for example, the 2020 Apple Watch app of the year, the 2021 best of Google Play? Like clearly users are loving it. That's pretty flattering type of recognition. It is. Those are what I call ego scratches. <laughs> you know, getting that Apple Watch up of the year award was a very surreal experience because basically what was happening is, you know, I got the Zoom link from Apple. They were like, hey, you may want to join the Zoom. I go into the Zoom. There's Tim Cook there. He goes like, congratulations, you're an Apple Watch app of the year. And I was like, what? <laughs> and <laughs> well. And then, you know, I thought it was going to be like a 15-minute courtesy call and he would be like, congratulations, uh, Oleg. And, you right. know, like, <laughs> just, yeah. But we ended up talking for an hour and he was like very prepared. And the questions that he was asking were like very on point. He was asking me like, when is Andal coming to Apple TV? Like, I noticed you're, you're not taking advantage of that part of our ecosystem and stuff like that. So he clearly knew and kind of was keeping track of what we were doing with Andal. But all of this is, again, right? Like it's obviously very flattering, but those are all ego scratches. What really is absolutely mind-blowing and what I'm thankful for every day, frankly, is, you know, all of the user stories that we're getting. And we get 
all sorts of crazy fan mail from people who are struggling with like teenagers struggling with anxiety to cancer survivors to people with chronic insomnia and they are emailing us saying you know you've changed my life and that is just massive and we get you know thousands of these emails by now and that is what really really makes me go to work every day and be like we are doing something very very special here that's really cool. I, I totally agree. There's nothing better than user stories. And when we were setting up for this conversation, you sent me a note about your Techstars experience. And those are the things I love to get. So I totally get it. You said that, you know, in Techstars music, it was you made best friends, you made connections that you're still in touch with that have helped the company. So you're based in Berlin and Germany. Talk about why you ended up in Los Angeles and, and Techstars Music. You had some experience before Techstars. You were a CEO, a founder before that. Why did you pick Techstars and talk a bit about that experience from your perspective? <laughs> Almost by accident. It's a crazy story. I was applying for some conference, some sort of a tech conference that had like another music tech stage in there. And so as I was applying for that, Endel was just a prototype back then. I noticed this banner that was basically saying, hey, apply for Techstars Music. And I was like, Techstars has a music program? I had no idea about that. So I clicked the banner. And the application process was so simple, especially compared to what I was doing, where that, that other application had like a gazillion forms that I had to fill out. And crazy thing is that I got rejected <laughs> from that other application. But Techstars was like, what are you doing? Why is this important? Why do you think you're the right person to do this? And that was that. I, I remember the application being super simple. You know, so I filled it out, like clicked the link, and I, so I was like, whatever happens next. And then I get this invitation to talk to Bob, Bob Moss, who runs Techstars Music. And he was like, I'm going to be in Berlin, so we should meet. So we met in Berlin. And then he was like, I think you guys should come to LA. And we did. So it was all, it all, all happened very, very organically and almost by accident. And do you think that was one of those moves that Bob pulled? This sort of like, you know, when, when entrepreneurs say, I'm, I'm going to be in the Bay Area, which means I'm going to buy a ticket if you accept <laughs> this meeting. Do you think maybe he was after you or he was coming? He, you really believe he was coming to Berlin? No, he was going to come to <laughs> Berlin to interview some founders. I'm pretty sure he didn't fly to Berlin to specifically meet me at the time. I was not that famous, at least back then. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just but, checking because it happens. Yeah. Um, so, so, so talk about the actual uh, program from, from your perspective and some of the impacts on the company over time? You know, I keep saying, and I, I'm very happy to keep saying this, Techstars Music was a transformative experience for us, seriously. It was, a, it was a massive game changer. We were like six guys that had some experience, obviously had an exit. We didn't know anyone in LA, and we just flew in for three months. You know, we just walked into Techstars Music. Three months later, we've had the head of customer experience at Sonos investing in us. We've had Amazon Alexa Fund investing in us. I knew a ton of people at Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify. My network literally just materialized like this in over three months. And as I keep saying, you know, like the amount of work and the amount of attention that Bob and his team put into assembling this list of mentors that we've met through the program was just astounding. And the amount of training that we got in terms of how to pitch the company. I still, up to this day, naturally, you know, we're, we're at Series C right now, but up to this day, a lot of what I was working on for my demo day pitch is in our pitch today. Like some of the phrases, some of the transitions, the way 
we were just working on, at a certain point, we were just working maybe at a certain word. <laughs> should we or should not, should we not be using the, this particular word or like a sentence or something? So it was down to that. It was that precise. As I said, I'm still in touch with a lot of mentors from the program. I still sometimes reach out to people. I'm like, I actually know this person because only now we feel that, you know, maybe now is the right time to talk to some of the mentors that I've met, you know, years ago. As I said, Bob, he's on my board. He's also a very good friend of mine. And, you know, he's one of the people I take a call from any time of day. Really. So, yeah, when, when Bob hears that, what I'm saying right now, he's always like, you're exaggerating. You could have been where you are right now without Techstars. It would have just taken you lo- longer to get there. Maybe that's the case, but we closed our seed round within, as he jokes, 15 minutes. <laughs> right. Maybe this whole, it, it would have just taken, maybe that's why they call it an accelerator. I mean, I mean that's what I've yeah. always believed is it's, yeah. it's just, you know, helping people get there faster through the power of the network. And, you know, it can accelerate failure as much as it can accelerate success, which, yeah. by the way, is also valuable, Right. Because you get to go in and do the next thing. But when you talked about that seed round, that I'm sure it took more than 15 minutes, but you talked about sort of feeling the give first in that context. You know, give first is something we talk a lot about at Techstars. It's all of our mentors, you know, there's 7,000 of them around the world. They're not compensated. They're doing this because they want to help create world changing startups that, that make the world a better place. And so, I think you said something like, it felt like you almost saved this guy's family from a fire or something. He had to get this deal done with you. I thought that was really funny, but that's give first in action. It feels like these people owe you something when they don't. I know you've adopted that and are trying to give that back in the world. You've shown up as an alum, for example, and lots of other things. But talk about that feeling of give first and how that came about through the seed round and and beyond in your own career. That actually came about when I was raising my Series A. So our seed round, it was not closed in 15 minutes, but, but most of it was committed within a day, actually, after demo day. So what was happening is, you know, you, we've had the demo day, and then the next day we've had the investor day. And a lot of people that were like visiting us came out of those meetings with us, and they were like, that's a check, I'm going to write you a check. And so we've had almost the whole round in soft commitments in just one day. And, you know, naturally some people then ended up not investing, but we literally had the majority of the round structured in one day at this investment day. So 15 minutes is, is false advertising. <laughs> it's it's more like 1,440 minutes or, or something. It's like a <laughs> yes. full day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But then what started happening is, you know, as I was mentioning, I was in Seattle visiting this Amazon Alexa Fund Portfolio Company Summit. And I got introduced to one of the founders who just recently exited. I was just so stunned by this. You know, he was just like, let's have breakfast together. I'm curious about what you're doing. So I went there. I was like, yeah, I'm about to open my Series A. Here's what I'm doing. He's like, this is exciting. I want to help you. And he did, right? Like, I mean, he did in a way that I didn't expect him to do. Like, he just introduced me to hundreds of investors. I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of investors. He followed up with a ton of them. He would call me, ask, like, what was the response? And, you know, he was a successful founder. He just exited Facebook, actually, at that point. So, like, he didn't have to. I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Seriously, like, what did, what did I do to you that you're actually helping me, that you're that involved? And he just really wanted to help. That experience honestly really changed me. And I, I really, really try to give back myself right now to the community, to other founders, to people that are reaching out to me, because it's just, you know, I felt that myself. Like he really helped me close the Series A. Yeah. 
I want to dig into that for just a second more because he couldn't have done that with 10 or 20 companies or 50, right? Yeah. It takes real energy and real time. So was it that he just loved the product or that he just connected with you personally? Like what gets someone to go so far out of their way in such a give first way? When you think about this particular example, what do you think was motivating for him? That's a very good question. I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a good answer for that particular person because I guess we connected at a personal level. Yes. I can't say we're like close friends. You know what I mean? I liked him. I thought he was smart. I hope he thought of that about me. But that was about it. I think he was fascinated with the technology and with what we were doing and our unique approach. I think he was fascinated with the problem that we were solving and the way we were solving this problem. And lastly, I think he felt that he could help here. He felt that his network would be super beneficial for me. So he just opened his investor network for me. This is what I talk to founders about a lot. They say, you know, who should I target? And I said, well, who's leaning in, right? Who's interested in what you're doing? Who actually cares about it? Because you don't need 50 people like that. You need one or mm -hmm. two people like that. And they're going to be your evangelist and, and help you build your network and make sure the round gets done as if you had saved them from a fire. So I don't know. Maybe he thought you saved his family from a fire. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that give back because I, you know, you're you're in Berlin. I'd like to understand the startup community there from your perspective and how it's evolving. Talk talk a little bit about how things are going in Germany. You know, it's interesting because my network and my entrepreneur network and my investor network. Because we went through Techstars Music in LA is mostly in the US. Sure. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like I live in Berlin. I love Berlin. I think it's one of the best cities to live in. I'm not that connected to the local scene, with the exception of yes, I have visited Techstars Berlin a few times here. I obviously am friends with the guys who are running it. Like I have mentored there. But like I, I talk to a lot of people here and they're like how is this possible that all of your investors come from the U.S., even though you're a German company? And my response is always Techstars Music. Yeah, you built your network there, but now you're connecting it, right? And so if you got interested in a founder in Berlin in the same way that that person you were describing got interested in you, you could have an outsized impact because you have this network. And that's what we love about thinking about it as network effects, right? Obviously, Berlin has a lot of interesting you know, startups happening now and, and has for quite a while. So developing and being more connected, right, to more people in the world that have capital or have the experiences that people like you have had is valuable for the community. So that's awesome to hear that you're showing up for that program and, and helping out. If people are interested in this topic and they want to try Indol, I assume it's pretty easy for them to find it. Any recommendations for people that are sort of interested in this other than just give it a whirl? Yes. I mean, you just go to endel.io or you just go straight to, you know, Google Play or App Store. You can download the apps. That's the most advanced product that we've put out there. You can also just go on Spotify or, you know, Apple Music or some of the DSPs because we have been using our technology to produce static releases, static functional albums or playlists. So you can listen to that just to get a taste of how Endel sounds. That's easier than downloading the app. Lastly, I actually wanted to provide listeners of this podcast with a promo code so you can just get the premium version for like three months. I'm, I'm happy to share that promo code with you. I don't know, maybe we'll put it in the description or something. And lastly, I guess maybe if you are really interested in the science behind Endo and how we're developing this product, you can join our Discord. The link is on our website as well. We have thousands of people now joining this Discord and just really being involved with you know, our research product things like that. Amazing. We will put the code into the show notes. So if you're if you're interested in that, check it out. 
I've used it. It's a lot of fun. It's really interesting to sort of see how it works and it does adapt. It's pretty crazy. And I'm sure it's only getting better. So like, thanks for the time and, and sharing your thoughts on, on your own experiences and congrats on all the progress. I mean, you're only what, four years into this particular company and you know, you've had lots of uh, success with raising some capital, some great investors you brought on board. It's awesome to catch up with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was, it was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thanks a lot for listening to the show today. We'd love to hear your feedback, ideas, or who you'd like to hear next on Give First. And please leave a rating and review, ideally a good one, and reach out anytime to podcasts at techstars.com or on Twitter, I'm at David Cohen. See you next time. Don't forget, Give First.